in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt Nost, and uh, we are here another day. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> well, so wake it up, man. Wake it up. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, we're going to try and do something for you guys and have a fun show. We're recording this on a Saturday. We don't normally record on a Saturday, but we both have very busy weeks, and Matt was very kind enough to reschedule uh, our recording from earlier in the week to today, but we're both kind of dragging a little butt because it's Saturday, and uh, we like to relax on Saturday. So, Plus, all the sports is going on, Matt. It's So much is happening in the world right now. My God, I thought we were in COVID lockdown. Well, we I mean, we are, but at least we have a somewhat of a distraction. Yeah. Uh, although today the college football is starting. So is Big Ten the only conference not? The only major conference? Or is it Pac-12? No, Pac-12 well? is out as well. Okay. Um, and I thought the Big 12 as well, but I'm not sure. I saw some tweets about them earlier, so I think they're in. Okay. All right. Yeah, because my, my Knowles are playing right now as we're recording this. But, you know, I mean, we're not good, so I don't care. But, like, right now, well, it's not that I don't care. I don't want any Florida State people get upset, but, like... It's not a big deal to me right now to watch our team because I know we're not that good. Um, And also, I feel weird, Matt. I mean, I feel weird that there's rankings and they're like they're going to have championships in a bowl. I'm like, how can you do that when all the teams aren't playing? That's like playing the Super Bowl with 16 teams in the league from the beginning. That makes no sense Uh, to me. It's not a real Super Bowl. I don't think this is a real championship in any way, shape or form. Whoever wins it, great. You won it, but you won it in a year when. Not all the other teams are playing where you weren't playing it in a big crowd in a big stadiums and the pressure and the drama of having fans yelling at you and, and messing up your concentration. Like there's certain yeah. things that you have to overcome in college football and in pro football, honestly, to achieve. And I, I give pro football more of a pass than than uh, college football, because by the time you get to the pros, man, it's like if you've been there well, for a, a job. Bit, it's a job. Exactly. There's a difference. You're, right? so. Yeah. You're so you're getting compensated for this. You can also opt out and still make money. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. But the colleges, the pressure has got to be so immense, even from the players of I, I'm playing to make it to the pros. Right. Like we right. have to get out there and play all the kids on the big 10 and pac 12. Got to be thinking that. Yeah. There's got to be numerous that were, Oh, I'm going to be a first round prospect. And then even second, third, fourth, you know, Four, five, six guys could leave this team and go pro. Um, I just, I, I don't. Are you an institution that has a football program or a football program that teaches classes? That's a good point, right? What are you, right? Yeah. And, uh, already we're seeing so many of these students come back to these campuses that are pig-headed about, you know, get, going open and opening their classes. Yeah. And so many of them are, uh, some of these kids are getting infected. Alabama has the highest rate one of the highest rates of infection on a college campus. And Nick Saban three weeks ago was like, you know, the safest place for my Bama players is right here on campus. It ain't at home. They're going to catch it at home. And it's like, nope, not even campus is safe there, Nick. Uh, so it's just like there's a lot, uh, in my opinion, that's uh, uh, making – they're making massive mistakes 
uh, by doing this. Yeah, the Big yeah. Ten, the Pac-12, uh, the MAC, the Mountain West. So 54 an ODU as a member of Conference USA, then UConn, Massachusetts, and New Mexico State. And Notre Dame almost canceled themselves because they had half their team or a bunch of their teammates go down with this COVID thing. So it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> The NBA is different. The NBA is in a bubble, right? And these guys, and that that I, Daniel Housecat kicked right on out of that bubble, man. What do you think about that? Um, well, you know, for you and all the other people that said that that that's totally going to happen, yeah, it it did, but it also doesn't seem like anybody else is doing it. So he's the anomaly, right? You, you and, said. I think these guys are going to understand the seriousness and they're going to yes. pressure from the veterans and they're not going to make these mistakes. And also, if you fuck this up on the young guys, you're done. Yeah. You're fucking done. And now yep. Daniel House is owed seven and a half or 7.6 million over the next two seasons. But is there a morals clause that the Rockets could exercise within that contract yeah. and maybe get themselves out of half of it or something? I, he may play again in the NBA. I'm not sure. Yeah. Look, this is a unique situation. You th- don't fucking do this if you're a guy that was in the G League and then on a two-way contract and you just – this is your first season and you made it in the league. Yeah, and your coach was talking you up all through the playoffs yes. about how essential you were. Mm-hmm. This guy's blossomed. He's going to be a big part of whatever we do in these playoffs. Right. He's up to 11 points a game. He's playing solid minutes, hitting threes when they need it. Right. Uh, and now he is going home. And I will be intrigued to see how big the black ball, you know, how big that is. Does it snowball him out of the league or does he just have to go sit on the end of the bench on some terrible team for a little while? Well, and by the same token, I I also think she should be fired. Why was she up there in his hotel room? You know, I think we can assume they were having sex for two and a half hours or three hours, whatever's going on or making out, whatever. But why are you, if you're a testing person, which means you've been hired to make sure these players don't test positive uh, and to not put them in situations where they might test positive. Why are you going in a hotel room with an NBA player? Look, I'm not trying to blame victim. blame. I'm saying both sides share the blame in this situation. So both sides should reap the consequences as well. You know, it was done. Yeah. But unless it was against her will, if he did against her will, then that's a separate conversation, but they're not releasing any, inkling that that happened it seemed like it was consensual from what you're yeah. reading between the lines of these reports and it was for a couple of hours uh, and he's saying that you know he tried to deny it and they're like no, dude we got evidence right here here's she going in well, and here's her coming out two and a half hours later at the very least they have enough to kick you out mm-hmm. they may not have enough to convict but everybody agrees and the rockets don't seem to be protesting right so you may not have had sex if that's the line you want to hold, we can't prove that you did or did not. Right. But that's a really stupid line. You shouldn't have anybody to your fucking room. Mm-hmm. You idiot. Yeah. During the playoffs. I could see during the like regular season in the bubble, you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get something, you know, blah, 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 have a little fun. You might yeah. have, you might we'll, be quarantined. We'll, we'll route. Do it outside. Yeah. <laughs> Go get your wings at your titty bar. I was only there for five minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. You you sound an awful like like a politician right now, but that's yeah. fine. I didn't inhale. Yeah. And then you quarantine for the recommended. So everybody goes, oh, you got to slap on the hands. But right, right. he was outside of the bubble and he quarantined after and everything's fine. Nobody got sick. Yeah. Uh, even if she's on the campus, it's just like you straight violated the rules and you know it. Yeah. I mean, bro, I get it. You're young. 
And you know, I said this. You want you want to get you want to mess around, yeah. have a little fun. But you but, and like Stephen A. Smith and everybody was implying oh, yeah. everybody's going to be doing it. It's well, not be- just us. Dame Lillard said that shit. Like the some of the that's, pros that's said fine. that. Shit. I didn't believe that. Just there's yeah. too much at stake. Plus, if they screw this up, then there's no CBA. The owners will tear tear it up, and now that's you guys are going to lose a ton of revenue. So yeah. the pressure from all sides is immense because then you got guys on the come up, like Donovan Mitchell. He's already been guaranteed his contract extension, but he that's what this summer was for. Jason Tatum, yep. that's what this yep. summer is for. It's also to win a championship, but Good so to get your max extension on this, it's right. so many people. So right. I assume fist would come before a woman made it in. <laughs> well, God, yeah, they're fighting for their family and generational wealth. Yeah, yeah. it's the it, it, this is dumb. Uh, when your one action can violate, you know, destroy all of it for all of us. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So Daniel House, good luck getting a job. <laughs> it comes down to what the Rockets do. If they cut him immediately, he's probably playing in Tel Aviv next year. Oh my god, that's such a shame. Throwing throwing the ball to yeah. Lamelo Ball. Maybe, maybe uh, it's a fucking G League contract, but I don't know. I don't know if he, he or the Nets. Toxic. I think he goes to the Nets. <laughs> they could go they to already the have enough heat for signing. A fucking white guy, even though it's bullshit. The argument is bull. Yes, other minority coaches should totally be interviewed, but at the same time, oh, Steve Nash, he's two time MVP, Steve Nash, and Hall of Famer. I don't care what who it is. You say yes if they go. They have an inkling to coach, and they're really good friends with your best star in KD, and KD is actually deferential to him, saying. I can learn so much from him, and it seems genuine when you hear him talk about it. You hire that guy. Plus, you hire that guy immediately. You have a mercurial point guard in Kyrie Irving. Yes. So you bring in a point guard who can teach him the game, who has won at almost every level. Not certainly didn't win a title, but certainly has is one MVP, as you uh-huh. said. But certainly a successful, already a Hall of Famer. You know, in waiting. So why not uh, have him uh, steer your uh, point guard in, and uh, teach him the game even more? So I get it. I totally get the complaints. But like you said, it's just not just some, you yeah. know, I, if it was That's Jason Kidd, like I, I could see the complaints. But yes. like not, or not fucking Nash. An assistant coach that wasn't in your uh, locker room from another right. team and you didn't right. interview anybody else. A hundred percent. You right. with the, Yes, that is really like that. That was the best. How do you even know you didn't ask around? <laughs> The other dude is, and the thing is, I, I on some level, I think it's also KD going, man, I loved having a genial guard because that's what both men are. Yeah. They're both, uh, you know, you can relate to them. They have a calm demeanor. If mm-hmm. you've ever heard either of them speak and KD was like, that really works in high tense moments. And yeah. he has all this knowledge. I can learn so much from him. He was already showing up to practice and he can also say, maybe he can fill Jackson Kyrie over here and yeah. just. Talk to him. Oh, okay. You're worried about this. Let's talk about it type of thing. Yeah. Let's so he can get it off his chest and he doesn't fucking go cuckoo banana times. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, he's got an outlet and Steve can, I genuinely like all of it makes sense to me. If, <laughs> if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but it's got a recipe where this could go gangbusters for them. <laughs> Pizzagate, man. Pizzagate. Oh, oh it's boy. not Let's even. Go, I don't. Kyrie, come here. <laughs> Once you believe in flat earth, you're. Yeah. Your perspective is so askew from mine. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> if they violate a lot of what I just take as fundamental reality, then I remember one of the lines of the NFL was like, "Man and dinosaurs did totally live together." What are you talking about? And they're just like, "Wait, no." There's here's the science. No, <laughs> no, that I've seen happen. the movies. I've seen the movies. They live together. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? No. It was so long <sighs> ago. 
Oh, so ridiculous. Strength to conjure because the vast majority of animals that have ever lived, uh, lived, yeah. we don't have record of, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Right. Of course. So you, yeah. You can make up whatever you wanted to and be like, that could be, that, that could be totally <laughs> legit. Did you see the, that they found those uh, skeletons in Mexico, man? Did you see that? Did you read about that? What, what are the skeletons? They about? found these woolly mammoth skeletons in Mexico. Cause they had gone out to this property that they were going to build something on. Okay. And they found all these old, uh, woolly mammoth fossils like buried when they were doing the digging. It was uh, like, oh, elephant graveyard. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Was For insane. woolly mammoths. Insane, man. So, yeah. Uh, no, I, I had not seen that. Was it just the sheer size of the pit or the location of the pit? Like what made it so remarkable outside of that's really cool. I would love to see yeah. it. I'll look it up. Um, but usually if that percolates up to people not paying attention in that world, it, it means something extra. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure uh, what it was. Okay. That uh, unearthed. I just was seeing the headlines. I didn't get too deep into the reading about it. I should have. I suppose I should have, man. Um, I have a little research project for for all of us, myself, <laughs> you, and the listeners. Oh, here we go. All right, I found it. it's on Yahoo. Construction workers uncover woolly mammoth graveyard in Mexico. They were digging the foundations for a new airport, and this was this morning. They made they made a startling wow. discovery. This is thirty miles from Mexico City. The boneyard is one of the largest deposit of mammoth remains ever. Uh, and they estimate it's the final resting place for at least 100 of the extinct animals. Um, and there may be more bones yet to find. Woolly mammoths are relatives of today's elements who walked the earth 10,000 years ago. So there you go. That's your, uh, that's your, di- that's your uh, fossil lesson for today. There you go. That's all I got for you. Woolly mammoths. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good to go. Good to go. I just started thinking about like how many are in the tar pit and then mm. the fact that the tar pit could still claim after how many ever thousands upon thousands of years, the tar pit can still claim victims and be like, right. it's a difference between us. Yes. They say it's opposable thumbs, but we also know we can learn. Hey, that other dude died walking into that. We should pass that information on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, the rational brain is what separates us. Whereas I can't imagine how horrific that is to watch an animal in tar, like a dinosaur. Like, oh. <laughs> Just oh. this egg bellowing, and they don't care who hears it. They're just like, oh. and then uh, wait a month, and then another one does it, and yeah. then yeah. wait a week, and then two more. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> don't go really? down there. Tom, they don't come back, Tom. Bullshit. I mean, hey, bullshit. A hundred woolly mammoths, though. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what they discover. Um, there you go. Uh, anyway, it's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about movies, but you know, we get in these mini tangents. Oh, real quick, who you got? Celtics or 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 uh, or uh, Heat? We got real quick. Oh, I. Uh, Are you going to save it for dropping numbers? I don't want to. No, no, no. I, I've been saying for weeks. Whoever wins the Celtics Raptors series takes the East. Wow. Okay. Um. All right. But at the same time, that was also before the Heat only lost one time in the first two rounds. I'm just saying for rest, yeah. whereas Boston had to go to seven. I don't think the Heat are dramatically better. Like this is some Cinderella no. run. They're really good, yeah. but now it's a tale of what works better: somebody, a team that's in a rhythm but tired, or a team that's had a few fate days off, but they're all young by and large. You right. can argue the Celtics have more experience yeah, overall, but then Iguodala is there to kind of handle that veteran experience. Jimmy Bucket is like this 
unstoppable force when he gets rolling uh, and people are feeding off of him and out has been fantastic in the playoffs. We look at the Celtics though, you know, top to bottom, they're a fantastic team and quietly good. No one's made huge deals about them. Quietly good, man. Just methodically doing their job like a blue collar team. But what I'm excited about is Eric Spolcher versus Brad Stevens. That is going to be so much yeah. fun to see the coaching well, matchup. And Steven versus Nick Nurse, two right, great coaches right. right there. That was fun to watch, too. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a great series. Loved every second of it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I take the heat, but uh, only because I feel like Jimmy Jimmy feels like he's due. Good. It's he just the does. way he's playing. Yeah. But you also need Bam to play like an all-star. Yeah. And sure. Duncan Robinson to do what he does. And Tyler Hero is now closing games in big yeah. moments. And he's a rookie, so the the pressure only ratchets up. But without the crowds and all that, and the buildup that you would have, perhaps it's not as crushing this time uh, this year. Right, I'm not sure, but they yeah. do have the rest. The rest is going to be huge because these kids, by and large, may be young, but it's still a lot of effort. It's a lot of games. More games they're playing yeah. in the college year. So yeah, you're right. Every other day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I mean, at the highest level, you're going to be gassed. Yeah, top to bottom. Um, uh, but anyway, all right, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Just one of the, you know, you know, I like talking hoops with you, man. We can. So this episode is the top ten best non-superhero comic book movies. How did we come to this one? Is this a, a, a suggestion, or did we just kind of no, figure this one out? I think it's a release on something on Netflix or Amazon or some. Oh yeah, Project movie. Power. That Project no, no, Power. That was no? something we did two weeks ago. Okay, okay. Uh, I can't remember because we okay. were looking at the the thing. And it somehow popped up. It, it is in regards to something, guys. That's right. Just like every fucking topic. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is like 1 a.m., Matt. This is like 1 a.m. Uh, <laughs> I slept that? like shit, even though oh, yeah, I got like sorry. seven hours of sleep, but I woke up tired. I didn't feel like I slept like shit. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so just yeah. like... Uh, you know, whatever. I'm here to all have right. fun, guys. Let's have it. Let's do it. Uh, all right. We're gonna, Matt, you want to tell them how the show works? Uh, once we set a topic, we go our individual ways and create personal top 10 lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. Um, all right. So I really wanted to sneak on one or two movies. Okay. But I, I ultimately chose not to because Technically, what's on my list are better movies. Okay. Type of thing. Uh, so anyway, 10, I got 300. Oh, uh, that's a slight punt, but a punt. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it might be a middling punt. <laughs> yeah. Not a full on, but I was like, ah, if I had to guess. Right. Um, nine for me then is Atomic Blonde. Oh, nice. Yes. That one was a late cut. Uh, but I really, really wanted to put it on the on the uh, list, but I couldn't. Uh, go ahead, man. Um, it's Jason Bourne, but Charlize Theron is kind of Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah. it's not full on as much as that. Uh, all the time, the action fighting, it's you know, et cetera. But it's got a, a decent amount, and that drag, like the knockdown drag out fight that she oh. has with the other guys, is basically they live. For this world. Yeah, yeah. This take-in Jason Bourne type of fighting, you know, where you're really good and the, the actual action only lasts for a short amount of time because of mm -hmm. the, you know, effort it would take. Right. Although taking gets a little bit, you know, hey, it be becomes taken three type of yeah, thing. Kinda, uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. 
And then you have the built on top of that, uh, the espionage spiral, the double, triple, quadruple crossing. What is going on? What isn't? Man, I got a sneeze, but it will not come. And I keep trying to. <laughs> um, there you go. Well, a lot of smoke and crap in the air. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I've Yeah, we've been closing our windows, man. It's just too much. I haven't had my windows open for two days. Wow. wow. Which wow. they normally stay open all the time. You know. yeah. yeah. Well, not all the time, but. Minimum like six or eight hours a day, just open yeah. up all the windows and let a draft come through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's not even bad here. Right. Oh, yeah. The San Francisco ones, that shot was just like, wow. And then the just, Oregon on top of that. Oh, right. The Oregon one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one year, like the first year that I lived in San Diego, I woke up one day. I was driving home from my friends and it, uh, it looked like it was snowing. But there's yeah. nothing. I was like, what is going on? But it was a quick drive. So then I got home and I couldn't find anything on a weather report. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe it was just some weird detritus from a tree or something. I have no right. idea. And I woke up the next day and the sky was somewhere between um, San Francisco and Oregon. Yeah. Oh, but wow. I, but I think closer to San Francisco. It was a redder. It reminded me of the first thought I had was total recall. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mars. Yeah. Yeah. And I walked out to my car and I had like a quarter inch to a half inch of ash. It perfectly blanketed on top of my car. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then what's weird is so you live through that for a while. And then I got a friend who's a comedian and yeah. he moved to San Diego. And after that, he, just, he started doing this joke on stage. I was like, how did I never think of that? And just like fire season. You guys have, what do you get each other cards and started going <laughs> through like a seasonal joke thing. I was like, how did I not? The first time I heard fire season, how did I not have that thought? <laughs> the only person I've ever seen do that joke, but yeah, there's, so there's a fire season that it's been part of my life now for a long time. Wow. Wow. Just well, like it has yours. I guess I'm about, yeah, I'm about to make that move down to town to San Diego. So, uh, that's crazy to think about like that might be a situation that I'll have to endure. So very strange, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're living it here. I mean, the fucking gender reveal party in Pasadena. Oh, fucking assholes. Asshole. What an idiot. That's up your JPL, too. What engineer did this shit, you <laughs> son of a bitch? <laughs> right. Some nerdy, yeah. nerdy stupid nah, engineer with no coordination. Better. Let's strap it up to this turbine engine. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Just wait to see what I uh, come up with now. <laughs> Boom. Half of California is gone. Thanks, guy. Thanks, guy. Oh, my God. That's stupid. Anyway, Tom Blonde, a lot of fun. And uh, you, uh, what's it? James uh, McAvoy is so great in the movie. And uh, the back and forth to them is really fun. She's she's just a boss throughout the whole movie. The, yes. The situation with Sophia, but Sophia Batella and uh, the stuff with what's-his-face. Eddie, uh, Eddie Marsden, I think his name is, uh, mm-hmm. who's in the car, who's the kind of the agent or the kind of the spy guy or whatever, the guy that she's supposed to protect, that nerdy guy with the glasses. Uh, all those – that whole driving sequence with him is stellar as well. So – there's a lot. I just I felt like it, I didn't quite cut the quite get it on top for me, but well, I probably could in another day. On another dime, when I make this list, I'd have put it up there because I do yeah. like that movie. Uh, yeah, all right, we should. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. I have one omission that I'm sure you'll have, and uh, uh, I'm going to get harangued for it. I know. <laughs> all right, what's your number eight? Eight is the Kingsman. Ah, uh, yeah, that's my number ten. Yep, Kingsman. Okay. Good stuff, man. It is. I honestly, I think it's. Uh, gone down a tiny bit just because of Golden Circle after. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Because after that first one, you're like this property, this idea, this whatever you want to call it, 
has mm-hmm. a lot of potential. Uh, and so by squandering it in the second one, in my opinion, yeah, um, it's not an utter and complete failure, but it's, it is nowhere near the charm and likability and fun of the first one. Right, 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 right. But that scene in the church is still fucking dope. Is who knew Colin Firth? Right. Could do that. Right. Right. Uh, sure. We saw Liam Neeson do it, but still. Yeah. How many Englishmen am I going to buy that were former actors that did nothing like this? <laughs> That's, uh, a good That's a good point. It's a very good point. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I love that movie. Um, and, and you're right. It's like uh, the second film dings it a little bit, um, but I still enjoy the Taron Egerton thing. And I know some people like ding it for that situation with the girl at the end, but I don't know, man, I'm of two minds of that kind of thing because I'm like, we can't be so serious that that kind of thing is like, Oh, it's inappropriate. People are sexy and people who are sexy do sexy things. And maybe for her offering up that, you know, little anal to him, it's just like kind of a play on the spy thing. So, I mean, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, to be honest with you. And I know people were upset about it, but I don't remember feeling like it was that big. It felt natural. It's a spy movie. That shit's going to happen in a spy movie, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think it needed to be in the movie. Oh, you didn't? Okay, no. fair. I thought it was fair. Yeah, I just, it's not, if, I mean, for no reason they went X. <laughs> you could imply it. You get away with the same thing. And anal. It sounds so fucking crass. And aren't they supposed to be? But I guess it's a play on that because they're right. She's not so highfalutin. But right, that's the uh, point. But yeah. I get it. You know, I get it. I just, why? Why do we need that from the characters? I don't know. I don't know. She's trying to be smooth. She's trying to be cool. Get that smirk. Whatever. I don't know. Okay, so we're equating <laughs> anal to being smooth. No, I'm saying okay. in his mind, because it's such an unusual movie already. Uh, it's such a strange movie already and the things yeah. that they do. So, I mean, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think it was out of place with the other stuff they've done. And so, yeah. uh, and but I, I hear. I'm not a prude. Right. By I, know you're not. I, know you're not. I know you're not. And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't, uh, I don't understand why. <laughs> so the guy who is measuring our place to move. Lily just texted him. She goes, really? You got to yell anal while he's here? While that you're measuring shit? You do. <laughs> anal Fisher, there was a rupture. <laughs> oh, my God. What are they talking about? Anyway, so profuse amount of blood. <laughs> just keep going. I'm getting faint. I'm getting faint. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, the ER doctor fainted. And, <laughs> hey, babe, you still have that x-ray? I had a friend years ago. Um, uh, we're not friends now, but we were friends years ago. We were really good friends actually for a while. He, um, I had that uh, hemorrhoidectomy a surgery, and when I would describe it, he he legitimately would go faint. Like he his knees would get weak, and he would literally have to sit down or stop. Where he'd tell me to stop talking about, it, but he'd bring oh. it up to go. I would just slide. I would try to slide it into conversations every once in a while just to see his reaction. Dude, he'd be like please stop, please I can't. And he'd just say his knees would get weak. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, my, yeah, yeah. What were you saying? My brother had a cyst in his butt. Oh, but it was like it was in the crack, but it wasn't like in the you know what I mean? It was oh, like right, after, right. Some shit like that. I don't know exactly where. Oh man! But he had to have surgery to have it surgically taken out. Um, oh, you know which which happens. There's, yeah. It's through no fault of his own. The human body, unfortunately, occasionally screws itself over. 
It's like an ingrown right. hair or something oh, yeah. that turned into a cyst. It has nothing to do with. Was he unhygienic? I don't know. He was like a 17 or 18-year-old boy. You tell me. <laughs> Maybe he was 19, but it was uh, in that ballpark area. So he has surgery, comes home, and he's like, dude, he comes to me, and he's kind of waddling oh. towards me, and he's like, I need help changing the bandage. Oh. I can't reach it myself. And I was like, all right, all right, man. I will help you. I hope you change your baby, my brother. Yeah, your brother. His yeah. Blood. So it's like you know, he pulls down his pants and he's cupping his huevos, so I don't have to <laughs> like look at him. He's still, he's you know, he's a fucking gentleman. But the amount of gauze Nothing I class. pulled out, Nothing yeah, class. <laughs> another class in this situation. But the amount of gauze I pulled out, I'm not kidding you. It felt like that really terrible children's magic where you trick where you keep pulling out the handkerchiefs that are all tied together. Oh, it was wow. the longest piece of because it was like a oh, width of God. a postage stamp or maybe like a postage stamp and a half. And I'm just like pulling out. I was like, how much fucking gauze is in your asshole? Like just pulling it all out. It's getting grosser and grosser. And then eventually oh. I had to throw it in the trash and then he changed the the dressing, but he just couldn't oh. reach it. I mean, I can't. I was just like, this is a fucking never ending right. parade of gauze. Oh. <laughs> if only yeah. there was a bouquet of flowers at the end. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> we'll, we'll both tell your friend that story. You start yours, and then when he can't take it, I'll start telling mine, and then we just watch him throw up on the chair. Watch him just pull apart. He was like this pussy bouquet. Oh, my God. It's a human body, uh, man. It's, it's gross. What do you expect? Oh. <laughs> uh, hilarious, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, as you get older, that area becomes very, very important as we, you know. We sadly saw with uh, with Chadwick, you know, they can't, uh, the uh, yeah. uh, the uh, colon cancer thing is no joke in life, man. No joke. Hey, guys, if you haven't been getting colonoscopies or you haven't been getting checked, get checked. Stop being proud. Go get checked. You don't want to die from that. That colon cancer rips you apart from the inside out. So get over your pride. Get over because trust me, you're going to effing regret it if you don't. So um, this has been brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is i'm yeah i'm not looking forward to getting the camera up my butt but i probably should have already done it at this point yeah go do it just in case man i, I saw what it did to my wife and uh it's just oh. so the you have to drink that liquid yes you do it's a full it's not yeah. that i don't i don't care about the camera going up there i'll be mm-hmm. sedated right you will you won't even feel it. you won't even yeah. know it's happening like Put literally it, you it, don't know what's happening yeah. 12 hours before and then the next 36 after that where you're just kind of in a daze and it takes two days. So like, I don't want to give it up does. two days for this, but you kind of have to. You do. It's part of the life. It is. <laughs> it's a, you got a Jeff Daniels it, then the then the camera goes up there. Um, all right. That was, what was your number eight? Is that your nine or is that your eight? I forget. That was uh, my eight. Okay, cool. So my number 10, Kingsman as well. My number nine is, uh, I don't know if this qualifies. So if it doesn't, we can slide Atomic Blonde in here. But my number nine is The Addams Family. Does that qualify? Is that a strip? Is that not a comic book? Did it start as a comic strip? I thought so. Yeah. So are we saying it doesn't qualify? To me, that's why I was like, yeah, it's not the same thing. But that's to me, I don't really care because other people did. I'll take it down. I'll take it down. So then we move. uh, Oh, actually, no. You know what? No, I'm wrong. Um, it would be Ghost World who slides into number nine spot. Then, okay. No, I, I saw it once and it never really. I've never seen it again. Okay, All I don't right. think I ever will. Uh, oh, that's fair. That's fair. I, I like the movie. I like Buscemi in the movie. I like uh, Thor Birch and Scarlett Johansson. And this is like Scarlett when she's like transitioning out of whatever she was at the beginning. I didn't like her as an actress at the beginning. I thought she was like that mumblecore bull crap that you see people yeah. people think is acting. 
like what Greta Gerwig did for a long time. I hate mumblecore. Nothing drives me nuts like mumblecore. It's lazy acting and there's no way acting. Um, but I thought at the time, like, uh, and then I saw her in Ghost Rider and I was like, okay, this could work. This is not bad. And her and Thora had this kind of weird, easy chemistry. And then seeing how one person stays in one place and thinks this is the idealistic place to be in mm-hmm. and seeing how another person understands, Hey, I got to make money. I got to, I, I would love to sit in this ideal pile with you making no money, living off whatever our parents give us. But I, I actually have to participate in the world because I want to get something else. Uh, so, and that happens sometimes, you know, the people transition, people change. Yeah. Uh, and I like that they showcase that in the movie and that they come to, you know, they break up as friends and they come together after they have a come to Jesus moment conversation and Steve Buscemi, what he goes through, he is heartbreaking in the film, man. I mean, the, the way they, they use him and make fun of him in a certain sequence after he's befriended them, is just kind of painful to watch. So I like that the movie kind of went there a little bit. So, yeah. I, I just remember watching it and going, okay, I couldn't tell you what the, were you describing me. It was like, okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't, when it comes up on lists, I just, each time I see it, I have the same reaction of like, man, I can't believe that that had that much resonance with people when it nothing with me. Right. right. But it happens. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, so then my number eight is, uh, and once again, if this doesn't qualify, we can, we can kill it. Uh, v for Vendetta. Does that qualify? Is he a superhero? I feel like he's not a superhero, but he well, has altered in some way. Yeah, but we said non-superhero. Okay, all right. So he's not a superhero. Yeah. So qualifies. Yeah, see, right. I struggle with that because it's like, I don't know, he's kind of on the line with his ability to throw all the knives and shit and the okay. guy, but I still included it on mine. You did? What right, is so yours? Eight. Is it a punt? It's a, a slight punt. Okay, we'll slight be punt. Getting to oh. it in the not-too-distant future. Sounds good. All right, what's your number seven? Uh, seven is uh, Snowpiercer. Oh, uh, that's a punt. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's your six? Uh, I don't blame you for that. So six is the punt. Fee for Vendetta. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So look, everybody knows, you know, how I started out. We we started out in the Shmoda and I wore that mask just randomly because I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed that guy. I enjoyed V. I, I have the, still have the graphic novels or still have the original issues from the first printing somewhere around here. Uh, and I loved it. I just absolutely loved the story, loved the character. And I thought the movie was good. I don't think the movie's as good as the graphic novel or the comic book, but I thought the movie was actually damn good for what it was. Um, it's a little bit on at times on the Raimi side because it's a little fantastically weird at times, but uh, Portman and Hugo Weaving are fantastic in the film, mm-hmm. great chemistry in the film. And what he goes through seeing it live action is, uh, you know, kind of memorable. You know, like you don't forget that anytime soon. Yeah. And it's a Orwellian future that mm-hmm. sadly looks relatively real enough. So long as you control the media and big corporations, whatnot, and the government, you can mm-hmm. dictate policy and what people can and cannot do. Right. Uh, in no way is that happening in our real world. <laughs> so it's great to see fiction come to life in a movie. Love right. it. Right. Uh, <laughs> the sad reality of it is what, you know, when the trailers came out, it looked interesting. Yeah. But I knew it was based on this other, you know, pre-existing, uh, you know, uh, I can't think of it, the intellectual property. Right. Um, and it came from what? Alan Moore. Uh, is that, that's who wrote it, right? Yeah. Alan Moore. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and his previous work, like, all right, this is going to be in depth. I've never heard of it until this movie came out. I did right. not read the, you know, 
the graphic novel at that time. Right. Uh, and it's still, I can only imagine then having read the graphic novel for the first time, because if this is what they, the movie they got out of it, the magic of that must have been incredible. It's just like I read Watchmen years before I saw it. Right, 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 right. And I had the same opinion. I didn't live with it like maybe you did or others. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the living shit out of it. And I was like, that, that was great. But it was right. a borrowed copy and I gave it back. Right, right. Uh, and I never read it again type of thing. Um, but I knew that that was going to be a tough feat coming out. Like, how do you make a movie about that? That that was such a sprawling, immersive story. Yeah. That's going to be difficult. He came close. It's not bad. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. the director's cut. Yeah, um, I thought it was good. For the director's cut was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still think it was foolhardy to put out in the theater. Yes. Like that seems like a Netflix, a badass Netflix movie. And HBO certainly proved that with their version yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, water just hit the back of my throat. No worries. Uh, so yeah, V for Vendetta was just really good. Natalie important to see like the extension of her doing different types of movies and Hugo weaving his voice alone commands and creates an entire character. Right. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I just don't know what else to say about V for Vendetta. No, at this fair, point. fair. That's uh, what I was kind of hoping they would get ruled off in my I, book. I might need you to stump for a little bit. I've got an issue going on here real quick. Do you mind oh. stumping for a few minutes? No, no. Okay. Uh, uh, everything. I'll, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if it is. I'll, I'll, I'll make you the face. There we go. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm, I would imagine it has something to do with the behind-the-scenes stuff, stuff he's got going on in his real life as opposed to this. So how is everybody? How are your natural fires going in your neighborhood, huh? Everybody having a good time out there? Apparently one uh, sprung up not too far from me, just across, eh, I'd say, five miles. But we'll see if they get that contained. I'm assuming so. It's a heavily... Uh, 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 dense zone so it's not like there's a bunch of kindling and whatnot and brush for it to spark up a huge fire so i think it's just a regular but a regular fire a house fire but i think everybody's mind is so wildfire (laughs) they're just jumping to uh my wife showed me that right before we started uh, recording i was like wow that's close but i don't think there's enough greenery in that area for it to really get jumping it's gonna be a fire anyway welcome to 2020 What's going to happen next, guys? I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a weird year. Close out. One we will never forget. Will the next calendar year of 2021 be as strange? I have no idea. Uh, I hope you guys are like settled the score. Uh, me and Andy Merriweather's, uh, uh, he is the, plays the tunes on that. It's a lot of fun. We've had a bunch of great guests, and we've got uh, more coming up. Um, let's see. When you hear this, we have... Uh, let's see, Bibbs versus Whitney on the next show. And uh, we have guests lined up for each of the next like three weeks after that, four weeks after that. So got a bunch down the pipeline coming. So I hope you're enjoying that. Dropping Dimes, who's loving these NBA playoffs? I know we talked a lot of NBA on here already today. So you probably do not want to talk about that again. Let's see. Uh, Are there any other movies that I watched recently? trying to think i watched that documentary action park um i had heard some of the stories beforehand i obviously did not know the vast scope of it but it's been around like the fact that it was on uh headbangers ball with ricky rackman they cut to that the interstitial it's alice in chains if you guys didn't know that's who that is uh made all the sense of the world to me that was you know 
after Headbangers Ball had been on for a while and they went there, I already knew about Action Park at that point, but I obviously never went and uh, I'm the better for it. Place looked fucking bananas. I don't know why you would ever do that Alpine one. That's the one where some of the others I could see, like you do the slide uh, or the slide that went down the hills and somebody got fired off. Like, sure. But just looking at that Alpine slide one, I've done one that's on rails, like a junior uh, uh, roller coaster track. And you get that, that open tubing railing and it moves around and you have wheels on all three positions, top and bottom and the outside for the railing. So you're just locked into place. So you can go fast. And even on that, I use the brake because what if a bolt is loose and I, that that's too much for that outside fucking tire. And this has been fully checked as opposed to the craziness of action park. That was the one it's like, what in the fuck are we talking about? I can't believe that kids were that stupid. Kids are dumb. I was a dumb kid. Just like we all were. Even if you were a smart kid, you were still dumb compared to your adult self. That's all I mean by that. Uh, and I would have recognized the danger for what that was. Uh, because uh, I loved like roller coasters. I still do. The only thing I don't like about, uh, you know, theme parks now is what I couldn't believe as a kid when I'd see my parents sit down and they'd have just as much fun sitting down as riding the occasional ride. Because we'd go in the summer and the lines would take forever. And I was just jazzed the whole time for it. I didn't really care. You know, you're bored in the line, but you know the fun to come. And my parents just standing around all those days and that at theme parks now when we sit down. Uh, just like, ah, oh, it feels so good to sit and you get a ride on top of it. I still enjoy the ride, but the sitting there are definitely. So the older I get, it's crazy that this stupid shit like that is true. Uh, wow. This is more than a couple minute issue. I'll tell you that much right now. Well, I'm going to take a sip of my water. Hopefully it doesn't go flying into my esophagus like it did last time. Ah, there it is guys. I could start eating and really drive everybody nuts. Huh? <laughs> Who wants to hear that? Oh, man. What else is going on? Not a whole lot around here. Thank God sports are back by and large, but still not doing movies. I might go to a drive-in. I brought it up in the very recent past on this show, but I'm thinking about it. There's a couple around here. The problem is it's always a double bill. And that's not the problem. It's one of the two movies on the double bill I have no interest in. And this is a two-person operation uh, between us. So I would need to thoroughly convince myself and then have to turn over and basically convince someone else on top of that. It's like, I don't know. How good is that new Russell Crowe movie? Is it really drive-worthy or drive-in-worthy? Maybe. Bill and Ted's was, I was enticed, but they were pairing it with... uh, yeah, I can't remember something. I was like, nah, that's not for me. Uh, and then like some horror movie was out. I do want to see that Sputnik one. That looks super interesting for, for uh, let me know if anybody's seen that. The horror psychological thriller. It's like they cosmonauts land on the moon, but it's bad. Like we haven't seen that movie, but the only thing I've, I've been hearing is it's a uh, it's actually pretty good. So maybe it's a cabin in the woods situation where oh this is a horror film, but the premise is you know a unique take on something you've already seen before. Uh, and I'd be in on that. But yeah, the only thing I was looking at like Rotten Tomatoes list of all the best movies of the year, and I'm starting to 
I'm just going to work in on all the documentaries I've missed. There's only a couple theatricals that I haven't seen. So now it's documentary time because that might be the best stuff that comes out of this year. There's one. It's like the artist and the thief or the thief and the artist. I saw the trailer for that and that looked crazy interesting. I will definitely watch that. Almost watched that uh, the young kids going to DC, the young boys, some young Republicans kind of association and they show up in Washington and they have to form a government and it's, you know, I'm assuming from the, the, the little teaser trailer that I saw, it's political Lord of the Flies type of stuff. At least that's where the, the meat of the story. Uh, so that, but there's got to be other documentaries. Um, sorry, I just had another thought that has nothing to do with this show. And there's no point in bringing it up because it will bore you all to tears. And now I'm going to explain what I didn't bring up which is definitely not going to be boring. Um, I'm hearing chatter in the background, guys. I'm hearing, I'm hearing maybe a door closing, possibly <laughs> sitting back down at a chair. Um, <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. Was so there much. a fire at your neighbors? I didn't do no. fire talk for a little while. <laughs> um, let's just say the guy who came over and cased our play, uh, Looked at our place. Uh, she, that, I think the Freudian slip told us yeah. exactly your yep. thoughts on yep. the place, yep. on the guy. She felt a little uncomfortable. Yeah, so so um, what do you think this TV gets on the uh, second-hand market? <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, we bought it for this. So. <laughs> it's only been like eight months. I'd assume you can get, oh, that's interesting. Hey, you when think you- the stain on the couch will come out? When do you guys uh, do you? When do you leave the house to go to work? Like what time? Yeah, exactly. day? We're just trying to figure out when we'd have to come by and pick stuff up to take uh, it. This is an interesting lock. What, what is this? A quick set? Uh, <laughs> where'd you pick this up? Uh, which hardware store? Oh, you went to Lowe's for that. That's nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, Lowe's. That good. is nice. Good stuff. Uh-huh. Lowe's. Now the guy apparently proposed taking all our stuff to save a little money on the move, to take all our stuff, pack it the night before, then lock it in their facility overnight. Then they drive it away in the morning down to San Diego. But that seemed a bit shady. And then she was like, he was just like uncomfortably getting closer to her as he was asking questions. So I just kind of, she's like, we just come out for a couple yeah, of I've, So sorry I've moved that. a lot of times. I've never yeah. heard of that. Yeah. I've never <laughs> Neither heard of I. that. Neither have I. So but yeah, but- Personally moved maybe about 14 times, 12 times, somewhere in that ballpark. I yeah. A lot. Yeah. Never heard that. Weird cats are coming out of the woodwork in 2020. Well, I mean, anyway, thank moving company in Los Angeles, it does. There, there seem to be quite a few off-brand yeah. variations. Yeah. yeah. It's like those weird ambulances that show up. You're like, you're not affiliated with the hospital. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, thank you, Matt, so much. I appreciate it. Uh, and I think, and I beg the uh, patience of the fans. Thank you all so much for being patient with that too. Uh, where, where do we go? Uh, number seven, my seven. Yeah, I think so. Okay. 300 was my seven. So that's the punt from okay. earlier for you. We've talked about it. You know why it's great. You know what we can say, Zach Snyder, uh, you know, Jared Butler, Lena Hetty, everybody's seven West. Everybody's great in that movie and everything that happens in that movie. Just yeah. really great stuff. So visuals are incredible. To take a a fabled story from history, yeah, and potentially teach a new generation or another generation after that this story, which is incredible. Go and find it on your own, and to see King Leonidas and Xerxes brought to life is very interesting. Real people, into, real people, yeah, real, real yeah. people, 
uh, you know, we, we don't have this. We, we don't really know what any of those are like. So a fictionalization of them is perfectly legitimate to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now this one takes Xerxes in a very specific, <laughs> and all of it has a you know yeah. undertones of, but I, I think that's you can take liberties with those because mm-hmm. on some level that's also the I, I would say the sexual morality of the time too right. might have been more you know it okay. wasn't uncommon for wrestling coaches to sleep with their pupils. Hmm. All right. In at least Greek culture, I believe that was a understood custom. Yeah. Well, some areas uh, of Greek culture. Yeah. I don't think it happened with the Spartans. I don't think. I don't. I don't know because they're like the did. most manly of men versions. You know what True. I mean? True. So maybe it did. I don't know. Maybe it did. I I, I don't know. Tough to say. Um, Tough to say. But yeah, for, for that alone, I was intrigued to go see it. And I saw it in the theater. And yeah. Uh, I think you have a more of a connection to it than I do. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, um, and the only reason it's not higher is because I just think these other films are of better quality overall. Even though I love Three Hundred, I love Three Hundred, but it's just yeah. not. There's other things that I think logically go higher on my list in terms of quality. Um, but yeah, this film, dude, I, I've worked out to this film. It's such a kick-ass film, you know, and so I, I love it. And maybe some day they'll release a 4K version of it, or have they released a 4K version? I don't think they have, but just to be able to see those visuals in 4K would be fantastic as well. We all know you're talking about abs. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> How much uh, for those abs? Uh, how much uh, where you get those abs? Where you get those abs? Jim, where you get those things? That's- uh, so that was your seven. Yeah, that was my seven. So then my six is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That is the one that's not on my list. Oh well, all right. I, I remember we went to see this one at Comic Con, legendary screening. Friend of ours got us like ten tickets to go, and he was an executive at one of those uh, production companies or studios that was connected to this movie. They were having a big screening of it at one of the theaters near San Diego convention center. We all marched over there, sat up in the balcony and we had the greatest time. Absolutely loved the movie. Thought it was pretty brilliant mm-hmm. in the way they handled video game stuff and the way they, and I liked Liz- Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Jesse uh, was it? no Michael Sarah, um, the, the Culkin kid uh, who is in succession now. Um, so much of it was a joy to watch and, and still holds up and it didn't do a damn thing in the box office. Just absolutely sank. Edgar Wright directed it. They're about to drop the 10 year anniversary one. I think yeah. this December, but so I love the movie and uh, I just, it's so much fun, man, uh, but it doesn't do anything for you. huh? Well, it's, it came down to that or 300 for 10. Oh, okay. Everything else on my list, I will watch over those. Right. Right. And Fair. then that's where my, Ultimately, my tiebreaker is that which one would I watch before the other? Uh-huh. Because if they end up and they're both whatever, like they, do you want to assign them a grade? They're both Bs. Right. Okay. Well, which B do I prefer? Type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would take three hundred over Scott Pilgrim. It's one of those of, uh, you know, I, I've seen it. I've seen it quite a few times, mm-hmm. but it uh, it doesn't have the same magic that it did for me the first time that I saw it. Okay. Fair enough. Whereas Fair enough. aspects of three hundred still do. Other still aspects don't. Yeah, <laughs> but the ones that do really shine and bringing like the shit that I brought up, bringing things right. to life that I've read about, it's always going to intrigue me. Yeah, please, yeah, point. just don't fuck it up. <laughs> exactly. Too many uh, notes. You know what I mean? Just, just, just cut a few, and it'll be perfect. <laughs> which, which few, sire? <laughs> and then the death stare. Oh, you want to play? 
Yeah, are you trying to one up me? You yeah, kind of that effort, mother, you little motherfucker. Um, all right, anyway, we're, so we're at that five mark. Uh, we'll drop a little break in here real quick, and then we'll jump into our top fives, Matt. I think it's uh, there. Boom. Just um, hanging out. Just yeah, but you do realize that there's not going to be a break on this one. There's not a break in this one, so I put a break there for no reason at all. So, all right. I didn't know there wasn't a break in this one. So, um, all right. So, uh, new world, new life, I guess. It's a Saturday. We're both. It's been a long day. I got people trying to steal my shit. Who yeah. Are to move my shit. It's crazy. Um, anyway, all right. So, uh, let's get into our top fives. What do you got, Matt? Uh, my number five is Road to Perdition. All right. That's a punt for me. Okay. Uh, my number five is Dread. That is a punt for me. Oh, okay. All right. What's your four? Four is American Splendor. Ah, uh, yeah. Not on my list. I, I, I just don't have a... Saw it once. Never want to see it again. I uh, love it. Yeah. Uh, Giamatti. Um, Jonah. Uh, oh, the shit. What is his name? Jonah Hill? No, 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 no. The... Oh, Judd Judah Friedland. That's what Judah it was. Thank Friedlander. you. Right, right, right. His best friend, uh, that the actress that plays his inevitable, like his eventual wife. Yeah, Hope I think. Davis. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All three of them are excellent. It's this super interesting little character study of a guy that I kind of remember from my childhood, but not really. Yeah. But Harvey Picar did. I knew the name and I remember the face and like a gravelly voice. And that's about it. I had no real connection to him. But so when this was coming out, I was like, Oh yeah, that one guy. And just the, the backstory of wanting to self publish and you're kind of going through your own catharsis as an individual and you're turning it into art and putting it out into the world. And uh, it's, I don't know. It just resonated, but I, it's, I can understand why it doesn't for somebody else. Right. It's a slice of life movie, and you either buy into the character study that it is, or you do not. Right. Right. Um, yes, yeah, so I just, I think Giamatti just having to sit there and talk to make the, <laughs> the toll on that by the end of the movie had to destroy his voice, but he right. was fully committing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like the overall journey. I like the, it has a, it, it was an interesting backstory to a character from American pop culture that most people probably didn't know, really oh, know about. Yeah. Whenever it showed up uh, on Dave, I was like, who is this guy again? It was always yeah. so weird, you know? That's what I remember is just a clip from Dave here yeah. and there. But I never, I didn't know who he was, know who he was. Right. Because that would have been like 19, what, 84 to 86 or something. I was five, six, seven years old. Yeah. It's funny. She's... The director, Sherry Springer Berman. She actually did an episode of Succession, so I wonder if, like, you know, Giamatti, like, vouched for her or something. And this Robert- yeah, he's on Billions, not Succession. Oh, Billions, right. Sorry, my bad. I get those two mixed up all the time. Um, yeah, interesting. Well, it's okay. easy. He's the best part of Billions. <laughs> all right. And Succession, I have trouble telling you who is. Because they're all so good. That's what you're saying. They all are allowed to shine in ways right when you think you're done with that character two episodes later and you're like, I really like this storyline. <laughs> and then it goes to somebody else and then it goes to, they just keep passing the baton. Right, right. Whereas Billions at this point, it's him and Damian Lewis and everybody else I could take or leave. Every other single person I could take or leave. Wow. I like a lot of Giamatti's office. 
Yeah. I find that intriguing, but uh, Bobby Axelrod's in no way do I believe that these guys are running a multi-billion dollar hedge fund. Right. Right. Unbelievable too. Well, I've just seen enough tape to where they seem like meathead dipshits and you're telling yeah. me they can crunch numbers on a level that it's rarefied air. That's I'm not buying it. Yeah. But Lewis, yes. And Giamatti, sure, seems very political, and his dad is great. And right, Brian. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then the the female uh, assistant AD, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the guy that used to be in her position now, he's basically off the show, but he was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's got some good points. Okay, I will still watch it. So you say if you had a choose between billions and succession, you say succession. All the way. It's not even close. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair stuff. But there's been there's been more billions. So, right. There have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what was that? Your number four? That was my four. Okay. Uh, my four is Sin City. Not on my list. Wow. Really? Love this movie, man. The visuals in this movie are incredible. And as a massive fan of this uh, graphic novel from Frank Miller, I never thought anybody would be able to do it justice. When they announced it, I'm like, oh, God, please don't be stupid about this or don't make a bad movie. And I thought they made an incredible movie. The sequels, uh, but the first one is so good. And Mickey yeah. Rourke is fantastic. And Clive Owen is great. Rosario Dawson, Michael Clark Duncan. So many great actors throughout the movie. Brittany Murphy in this thing. Bruce Willis actually caring, um, uh, which is yeah. fun. Uh, Powers Booth, one of, the, one of the final roles of Powers Booth. Um, all over the place. Just And the visuals really worked. Rodriguez did a great job with this. I think Miller co-directed it with him. So overall, just one of these memorable experiences where they actually got it right and got the mood and the atmosphere of the comic book right. And even with Mm -hmm. the fantastical elements within the comic book, they made it seem grounded in reality uh, when you were watching the movie. Uh, And it did not shy away from the brutality or the grotesque nature of some of the characters. So I like that. Yeah, I, I I just wish I'd read the graphic novel before having seen the movie. Ah, okay. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool art project. <laughs> Not to say it's like demeaning it or degrading it, saying right, it's an art right. project. I'm saying like, it's a, they, they, this is clearly they're trying to make art. Right. Come to life type right. of. And I, I found it interesting and engaging. I just don't go back to rewatch it because I have no connection like that to it. Whereas Watchmen, I will actually go back and oh, yeah. rewatch because there are certain scenes where I'm like, wow. That's, and it, he pulled off even better. Yeah. Like the Rorschach, the mask is brilliant. Is yeah. utterly brilliant. Agreed. A thousand percent agreed, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish I had that with Sin City to see certain things come to life and maybe to see the tweak on other things. But I don't. So I I'm pro I I like it for the noir aspect, but yeah. That's about yeah. it. What does it say? Um You guys aren't stuck in here. I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck yeah. in here with me. I love that line. How I'd never heard a character say that before is beyond me. <laughs> it is. It's perfectly yeah. summates that entire character. It throws yeah. the situation that should be one way up on its head. It's right. fantastic. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, all right. What's your number three, man? Uh, three is Constantine. Oh, shit. It's not a superhero. Unless you want to say his mysticism is like Doctor Strange and he's a yeah, superhero. That's why I didn't put it on you. Yeah. I mean, he can but travel between hell and heaven. He can travel into hell. That seems to kind most of... most people assume that's yeah. real. 
walking on earth, I think the majority in some, in some yeah. capacity believe in heaven and hell. Like yes, absolutely. Actual places. Yeah. So that takes it out of the superhero realm then technically okay. because it's not fantastical right. fiction. I just think if, if he what, can go, I don't if know. He can actually go into hell through a portal and the devil can actually put his hands through now, his body. Yes. That it becomes beyond it becomes somewhat pseudo superhero-ish. But I'm not gonna fight you on it because I love that movie so yeah. much. So if it's the animated Constantine where they get more into these dealing with right, ghosts, mystic. goblins, whatnot, that to me is superhero. Okay. All right. But if you want to say that's fine. No, no, I'm not gonna like I said. I think you got every right to put it on your list. I kept Hellboy off That's for that totally reason. Superhero. Yeah, yeah, it is because in that, it's Rasputin is right dealing with you know channeling and altered another dimension. It's like yeah. okay, yeah, what are we talking about here? I mean, yeah. Uh, so what would I put on in its place? Okay, you, I I'll say you don't have to take it off. off. I'm saying you don't have to take it off. All right, well that's fine. If you want to say it's superhero ish. Yeah. Uh, the one I really wanted to sneak on was Time Cop at 10 then. So Time Cop <laughs> then technically made Damn. my list at 10. Yeah, it's a comic book? I didn't know there was a comic movie. Neither did I until I started yeah. looking at this and apparently it was a comic book. And I was like, holy shit, really? That's How can great. I get this on this list? And then you look at the movies and you're like, I really can't. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, Time but Cop. But I want to get off. So that's fine. Uh, Constantine it. is too superhero. Yeah, Time Cop is it's awesome van damme fun if you like jean-claude van damme you will enjoy the hell out of this movie if you don't don't watch it right right um it's his best one it's his best one of all the films he's done that early stage of his career it's the pump those brakes a little bit bit. don't you think my favorite of his is Bloodsport. right favorite is different than best right favorite could be yeah of course Bloodsport is great the kumite come on but are you actually telling me the time cop is a like a good a a when you're saying like a great, you're assuming it has some artistic merit of of I would say it's aspiring something to be something. Yes, I think I'm it's assuming. I think it's a more complete film than any of these other films because it doesn't feel like it's built as a vehicle for him. Yeah, okay. that's what I was like. Under sure. Siege, Under Siege is the sure. best Seagal, even though my favorite is Mark for Death because it's just fucking nuts. But like. Under Siege is the most complete film or the most serious film he's done in the in the action genre. I think Time Cop is that as well. Trying to think what else could have been. Because Time Cop is on the later end of that. It's right at Blood the end. It's very early. Right. I feel like he built to Time Cop and then that was like the apex and then everything else after that, except for JCVD, has never really kind of come close to that. Yeah. It's weird how much a part he's been a part of our lives and yet he's never had those huge movies. Like my my yeah. my wife has heard that name and I doubt she's ever watched a movie of his. <laughs> right. Yeah, because you got what Lionheart, double impact. Yeah, which is fine. Double impact I enjoy. I like but it's impact. bad. It is bad. But um uh, kickboxer. Yes, kickboxer, right, right. Yeah, which is Bloodsport <laughs> Light to me. That's what it's like Days of Thunder to Top Gun. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, then the the quest. Damn. I I saw every one of those theaters until the quest. The quest was the last one. And I was like, "Yep, I'm out. I'm not watching any more of these in the theater." I remember that. Uh, I didn't see that. Sudden death. Remember sudden death? That was the hockey one where he had to wear powers. Uh, I saw powers that on like when Cinemax was crappy, oh, right? Type of thing. Like right. so, they had those type of movies. I, I watched it there. Yeah. 
think, I think Powers Booth is the villain in Sudden Death. Not surprising. I haven't seen it in years, though. This fucker has worked, man. All through the 90s, he had at least one film every year. Yeah. Wow. Time Cop is the same. Oh, Hard Target. There's another one. Okay. I was trying to think of the John Woo one. Yeah, that's it. Hard Target. Yeah. Nowhere to Run. I think that's the one with Roseanne Arquette. Universal Soldier. What about Universal Soldier, man? Do you like that one? Uh, but Kurt Russell did the first one. No, it was oh, Van Damme. Soldier. Soldier, right. Yeah, yeah, that was Van Damme and what, Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, Dolph. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you what it's about. Oh, really? Okay. And um, I know I didn't see the second, and then eventually they got to like wrestlers by the fourth or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. I remember the covers, but I never saw them. I know I've seen the first, but I literally could not. Because <laughs> it seems so generic, if memory serves. Peter Hyams did Time Cop. Wow. Because then Street Fighters later that year, and then Sudden Death, which I went oh, to yeah, see. Oh, yeah, Street Fighter. What a turd. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, Sudden. Is Powers Booth in Sudden Death? I think it's him. Yeah, Powers Booth. And same guy who directed a, a Time Cop did that one. Wow, Peter huh? Hyams. And then The Quest, I think, is him. Yeah, yeah Van Damme me- directed it. Fucking Give hell. me Bloodsport to Time Cop. What year range is that first off? Right. Bloodsport is 88. Time Cop is 94. So that's a six-year run, man. Six-year run. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. No, but how many movies are between those? <laughs> well, you've got Bloodsport starting off, right? Then you've got Black Eagle, which I, I don't think I ever saw. Nope. Cyborg, I did see. I saw that. Then Kickboxer. Saw Lion, that. Lionheart. Yeah, saw it. Death, death warrant. Um, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> in a violent and corrupt prison, decorated cop Louis Burke must infiltrate the jail to find answers to a number of inside murders. Oh, uh, where's the jail set? Does it say? Uh, oh, shit. No, it doesn't say, man. Uh, I think Canada, I've seen that, actually. It's set in Canada. That's what they say, but I don't know what, where the jail is. Okay, set. never mind. But yeah, I think okay. I've seen that. Okay. Okay. That to me exists uh, in the same realm as the Sean Connery was uh, basically a space sheriff on that ship. Outland. Outland. There you yeah, go. Yeah. It's just like this weird, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> but Van Damme's is closer to home than Connery's. Right. You know what I, I didn't know? Roughly on the same time. Go ahead. I didn't know about Outland. That's a remake of High Noon, of Gary Cooper's High Noon. <laughs> well. Some movies don't need to be remade, you know? <laughs> yeah, especially not in that environment. No. Um, let's see. Maximum Risk. That's I remember walking out of that one. I was like, I can't do it. That's him with Natasha Henstrich. Fatal Turbulence. <laughs> Tokyo maximum eight. Risk. Exactly. Imminent Peril. Did you see Imminent Peril? So good. So good. <laughs> Imminent Peril is good. <laughs> Uh, oh, remember Double Team? The one with him and Van- and uh, Rodman. Double Team. Oh. Yeah. I remember that one. And what was the Rodman standalone where Dane Cook was like the third fiddle or second fiddle? Holy shit. There was a Rodman standalone? No. He, yeah, where he was like a spy oh, special shit. agent type Send of dude. World or some bullshit. Dane Cook was his uh, comedic relief. It was before Dane Cook was really Dane Cook. It's No, no. It's not Simon Says, was it? 
I think uh, so, yeah. Wow. He was an Eddie, double team, Baps. Oh, Baps. Yikes. Yeah. Simon Says. Yeah, Simon Says. Uh, basketball superstar Dennis Rodman stars as a hip Interpol agent attempting to defeat the deadly plans of a crazed arms dealer. Yeah, Dane Cook. Yeah. yeah. John Panette's in this motherfucker. Right? Yep. <laughs> Forgot about that. Wow. Ricky Harris as well. Holy shit, man. People just getting you that money. You know what money. makes that movie especially terrible is Rodman could look like he, you know, he could give a shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's trying, but at the same time, he's not. And then how many guys get an opportunity like this as a sports figure? Yeah. And he just fucking straight. He's trying, but he's, he doesn't care. <laughs> it's about the party once the cameras stop rolling. Right. <laughs> I love it. Fucking hell. Wow, how funny. I never even heard of that one. Oh, and I totally forgot about that one, rather. That's a great five-pointer in fucking The Schmodown. What film? Action film from the late 90s stars Dennis Rodman as an Interpol agent. That would just be incredible. I, uh, anyway. Even knowing what I know, I don't know if I could pull that. <laughs> or want to. Or claim to pull it. Um, all right, where were we? We lost track completely. Where are we? <laughs> Uh, that was, so we swapped the time. That was my three. Okay. So my three then is old boy. That's a punt. Oh, wow. Okay. What's your two? Uh, two is dread. The punt from you. Okay. Earlier. All right. Go ahead, man. Just pure re- rewatchability. I will happily yeah. turn this on so often. Um, as I said before, it suffered for me a little bit just cause I, I would seen the raid in theaters two months before. So it's the same story just on a more grand scale right. or on a grander scale. Uh, but what, what cements it is a, who doesn't love Carl? He's great. Yeah. I wish he worked even more than he already does. And I'm, I, the only reason I even remotely want to give the boys a second chance is because he's on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, like the first season, huh? Wasn't I didn't you. like episode one. Okay. Right. So just there's so much TV. It, it was when it originally came out. And I was like, right. you know, back before the world was ending when there was still <laughs> TV shows in production. So it's like, dude, you're falling by the curb because or by the wayside, I've got two others coming out next week. And then in like two weeks after that, there's another show coming out that looks interesting. So if you don't grab me quick, I'm moving on. It was before I'm sitting at home every fucking day. And, you know, now right. wearing a mask. For a pandemic and for fires. So Oof. what's next? I don't know. Goggles for the tsunami. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> it could totally happen. Bring it. Uh, so now I'm, like, I'm trying to convince myself of like, maybe you just didn't. You you were so gluttonous with all the TV you were getting. Yeah. You didn't give this a fair shake. I will tell you this much. Have you have you started Ted, Ted Lasso yet? I love Ted Lasso. I did a review okay. for it on the channel. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I was able to get the all the episodes because uh, of media and press uh, that I have the oh, credentials. Okay. So I got all the all the episodes like a month ago, a month and a half ago, and just ripped through them over a day and a half. Man, it was such a good, good show, man. I'm um, glad it's every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it totally gets, worth it. It, it gets. It's a I mean, thin premise. It is. It really is. And you think it's going to be like, oh, they're you just going to do cliche stuff and blah blah blah. And it's actually really uh, yeah. well done. He, he, a character that earnest should yeah. be annoying as shit because basically it's almost mocking the fact that nobody is this nice. Right. Right. Uh, and I'll be damned if Sudeikis isn't pulling it off and everybody 
you thought were these one dimensional characters, like all the different soccer players. Yeah. Super interesting. Now I'm up, uh, upset about a certain aspect of it. I don't want to ruin it for people that right. just happened. Uh, I'm up to date. You are up to date. Along. Okay. How many, uh, how many total are there since ten. you've already seen them all? 10. 10? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, there's 10. And they're not going to get made anytime soon. Uh, they have oh, to go to fucking England to shoot <laughs> these things. But they did, get, here. they did get approved for season two. I just don't know where they're going to shoot season two, but yeah, they yeah. got approved for season two. Um, yeah. And right it's really, England is shut down just like yeah. we are. It's insane though. Cause we're letting fans into the NFL games and England is not letting any fans into the premier league games. So I don't understand what we think we're doing better when our condition is way worse than England. So I just don't understand the logic of it all. Seeing all those fans standing around at Kansas City Stadium Thursday night, I was going insane watching that because or Arrowhead thing, whatever it's called. I was just sitting there. I was like, "This is wrong. This is all kinds of wrong. Like you guys should not all be around each other like this, you know." But I, I get I it. It's a product of we've been the world superpower for so long, and everything's come to us. We get the, the best of this right. and the cheapest of that. And now someone's telling us no as a nation. And we are the spoiled brat. Yeah. It is like. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing that as a nation after five yeah. months. Yeah. And uh, I, I listen, I don't yeah. want to hurt anybody's feelings who's listening to us, but anybody who's non mask wearing and is crazy about it is absolutely a tantrum child. Absolutely. Take a look in the mirror. You are that. So I hope none of you people listening to us are people who risk other people's lives by not wearing a mask, just, for God's sake. I don't know why you don't believe an expert. They've devoted their lives to this. You haven't. <laughs> yeah, you haven't. You can barely manage neither, your checkbook. Neither have I. And that's yeah. why when they say, hey, you should do this and be like, I'm going to trust the nerd that just spent the last 12 years of his life right. studying 9, 10, 12 hours a day and putting himself through hell. Yeah. So give me that information because I didn't do it because I'm a lazy prick. And, and so, also, uh, and, well, you're not. You're big in the science, but like yeah, I mean, these saying, people dedicate to themselves ethic. to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Compared to that work ethic for right. this very specific topic, yeah. I haven't devoted any time to it. And you spent literally probably at this point like two years of your life. Yep. If you added up all the hours by whatever age they are, three years yeah. of their life, just thinking about this very specific problem. Like Fauci, how long has he thought about a disease over the course of his life, about this, yeah. how many years of his life cumulatively would you say? Three years uh, full? Yeah, at least. If you added up the six hours this day and the eight hours that day and the 12 hours this day, at his age, three years of his overall life has been spent thinking about this. Yeah. yeah. I read a book once about the <laughs> Spanish flu and uh, I read a book about the bubonic plague. So we're even. Your, your father had the most people who are complaining about wearing a mask. Yeah, this, and I don't know shit. It's yeah, it's it's madness that it's about individuality. You wear clothes to go into a store. You wear uh, you know, you wear a hazmat suit to go into these areas. You wear certain things that go. It's not a matter of like taking away your independence. It's telling you, we don't want you infecting other people. Just wear this damn thing. It's not that hard. Put it on and be safe. It's people who are just like wanting to rage at the moon for whatever reason. And when I see irresponsible people like Gina Carano and Carrie Walsh Jennings coming out who've got strong followings being like passive aggressive about mask wearing or throwing shade at mask wearers or mm -hmm. complaining about, you know, or, or quoting Ralph Waldo Emerson, give me a fucking break. Uh, I, I just go insane in my mind. I just go insane in my mind. Cause I'm like, you're influencing these people who aren't that educated, 
and to to uh, to go down this path, and they're going to infect their families. And we see it. We see the cases are that Sturgis rally two hundred and fifty thousand cases out of that rally, and the infection rate in South Dakota skyrocketed to twenty point nine percent after that stupid ass rally. It's just little things that like, what are you proving? You're not proving a fucking thing because people are getting it. So you're not proving a fucking thing. Um, you know, and, and like you said, I'd rather, I'd rather follow an expert and have him be wrong. I don't give a yep. shit because I follow oh. the educated guy rather yeah, than you still give only. a shit, but at least you can go, we did the best we could. Right. Right. Based upon the best, most, and look, experts can be wrong. It can happen. And also to a point Welcome you put up before, the, I think the, the main reason we wear clothes out in public is because we were initially settled by Puritans. You know what I mean? Had the <laughs> libertines come over and interacted and just thrown a party with the Native Americans. Fair this point, could be a point. way different country. <laughs> Ooh, I don't think Had enough pilgrims weird. trying to get away from religious persecution. Right, right. All Actually, right, that's, that's, I think religious persecution is revisionist history, but uh, but uh, you digress. <laughs> but I digress. I, I think they came here because they were upset that England allowed the other religions. Oh, and it didn't make sense to them because their way is the only true way. So they got the fuck out of Dodge. That seems I think that's to a, sound familiar to what's still going on today. Well, I don't think that seems a truer motivation to humans yeah. and anybody that's fanatical about a specific subject alone. Yeah, where that dictates all the answers to any question that comes up. Agreed. That seems more reasonable given what i know about people <laughs> uh anyway so we were just you know we just had our fun show today baby fun show today <laughs> so that was in. my oh uh, my deuce is dread it's awesome the slow-mo uh when they take the drugs is yeah shouldn't work it really shouldn't work and it's it's a, uh, the mature bullet time. They took bullet time and they graduated it to something else. And that's good art. You stand yeah. on the shoulders of giants before you. Uh, they did that with some just overly almost comic book uh, cinematography with these yeah. hyper lush glittery colors and everything slowing down. When, like the bullet goes through the guy's cheek and explodes out. And the gore looks beautiful. Um, but it's a, it's a bunch of choices like that the helmet doesn't come off because the helmet right. doesn't come off right. much like right. the mandalorian yeah, it, exactly. you're staying true to the character and telling a hell of a story the psychic cop gets a little superhero-y yeah yeah agreed um just like looper is yeah if that kid is you know gonna be the inevitable outcome be like well this seems very superhero-y uh, but anyway, so that's uh, that's my deuce. Okay, uh, mine is the road to perdition, which is your 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 pun from earlier. Um, Great place. Yeah, man. I mean, I listen. I, I I just grow in estimation with that movie. We've talked about it numerous times on the show, so I don't know how much more I can add to it. Just to tell you that if you, it's one of those visually striking films, still, um, I love the way they set the time period and bring it to life uh, in the film. Jude Law is. Uh, scary as hell and maybe you know initially people were like oh tom hanks is a hitman come on and then some of the reviews were like oh i didn't know if i bought him as a hitman you're like well the reason jude law exists is to make him a good guy which is why you still even though he's a yeah. hitman cast him as the protagonist of the movie so if he was like a brutal hitman you wouldn't necessarily think this guy was worth cheering for so you're having two guys going at each other at equal uh, viciousness but you can choose whichever way to go. But if you have a guy 
who doesn't seem to be that ruthless of a hitman, but he does his mm-hmm. job because it's for his family and uh, Paul yeah. Newman's character helped him out. Then of course he's not going to play it a full in a, in a different way. So I've grown uh, in appreciating how Tom Hanks approached the movie and creating that character. Sam Mendes does a fantastic job directing the movie. The visuals are all stellar. Uh, you know, Paul Newman, Daniel Craig, all these great people in the movie overall and just fantastic stuff. And yeah. uh, I, I, you know, cinematography, the score, all of it. I just, I, I can't, I can't, Talk about it enough uh, and encourage you all to see it if you haven't seen it, who are listening to us or watching us. Yeah, I would say uh, Tom Hanks is redeemable ultimately because, yes, he's a terrible individual, but he plays by the rules of the, the, the society yeah. he lives right. in. Right. He right. doesn't violate, whereas Jude Law actually enjoys killing. Yeah. And that's where it's irredeemable. You know, the, the mob saying was always, we only kill our own. Um, which is kind of true, even people that aren't in the mob, but you were getting to criminal activity, a la Goodfellas, you know, yeah. I still feel bad we had to take out stacks. He was a great guy. But you yeah. have one job. You have one job. <laughs> so those people are complicit in, but they don't just pick off random people. So he right. exists within that world and Jude Law, you can tell, doesn't really matter to him. No, he's no. just along for the, you know, he's doing this and happy to get paid for it. Right. And he's protected. So if he yeah. was to kill someone randomly for shits and giggles, there's certainly enough money in his bank account, or certainly at the time, enough people to uh, he could call favors in to protect him and get him out of any situation. Yeah. His connections, so, with- yeah, his connections, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just uh, so now it's my number four, so it, it bumped up. Yeah, and that's uh, I have definitely seen it more than probably American Splendor. I don't know. At this point, it could be just. Uh, Maybe I want to talk about another movie more. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's our lists, man. Um, all right. So then what's your number one? Uh, number one is Old Boy. Okay. Well, not that far. For the jump. sheer fact that I can't believe this story was a graphic novel. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but of all the ideas, even V for Vendetta, like a dystopian future, we've already seen that in literature. True. So to see it turned into a graphic novel, it, it's, it hits closer to home. I, yeah. It doesn't seem as great a leap yeah. to think that would be a good idea for a graphic novel. So to know that old boy was, that seems like a cinematic property first and foremost. And then they like n- novelized it after the fact and kind of the furthering adventures of old boy type of thing. <laughs> uh, even though that's not really technically, but uh, what did he get up to before he got locked in that, you know, a uh, hotel prison cell type of thing. Right. So boy knowing pre- that, yeah. Knowing that going into it, watching the first time, just a, completely engrossing movie yeah 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 agreed i mean i i, I was so shocked the first because this is when i was getting into korean cinema and people were suggesting stuff and i was like oh i'll rent it and i watched mm-hmm. it i'm like where the hell is this going you know just kind of yeah. getting caught up in what that was all about so to me i was just blown away by what uh, i was watching and then when you get the twist man the twist is like what the f and you're yeah man this is great because it takes the standard revenge movie um and twists it and puts it on its head because you have no idea who you're trying to find to get revenge on and then when you mm-hmm. find out who it is that is uh that uh, put you in that suitcase and locked you in that room and tortured you the way they did it's so insane to think about someone would hold a grudge for that long uh what kind of mania would hold a maniac rather would hold a grudge that long. And then the way he completely uh, fucks him with the twist is like, Oh, wow. 
This yeah. film works on so many goddamn levels. But yeah, yeah. And that was a graphic novel. <laughs> right. Exactly. I have not read it, so I don't know how close it is, but I've never heard one yeah. person complain about like, oh, they didn't get that right, um, yeah. which happens. Right. You know, I've done it too. Yeah. Uh, I don't really get offended because it's just like, yeah, they gave it a shot. Right. Um, right. Unless it's something, I guess it would be like in- incredibly near and dear to my heart, but how often does that happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, I, I, the first time I watched it was for this show years ago. And oh. uh, I watched it over Wi-Fi on my phone <laughs> at the Denver airport on a layover. And I didn't take my eyes off the screen the whole fucking time. Wow. Didn't care who saw. Right. Just like, but I was off on my own. Like I was there. It was one of those days where, unfortunately, I have a seven-hour layover today or six-hour. Right. Just the way flights worked out, and it sucks. But what are you gonna do? Um, so you would walk around <laughs> everywhere, and uh, you know <laughs> the way that airport works out, and that uh, there are banks of seats away from everything else over by kind of phones and charge stations. And I sat over near one of those and yeah, nobody was around. And I watched the whole fucking movie, wow. but I've watched it since a couple of times, which is yeah. saying something given how dark a source or story that is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Indeed. just so damn engrossing. Mm-hmm. No lie. Uh, anyway, no so lie. that's why it's my number one. Yeah, fair. Uh, my number one is Snowpiercer. Um, I've been ever since Parasite came out, I've been kind of revisiting this one more and more. Because I remember the first time I watched it, I liked it, but I didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like other people were going crazy over it. But as we've seen what's been happening in our world, in our country, it starts to take a a real uh, powerful resonance uh, as it becomes topical and prescient at the same time. Um, And then what they're saying about class warfare, what they're saying about, um, you know, the rich and the poor. What they're saying about um, the desire to achieve uh, a certain level of status. And then when you get to that level of status, how empty that actual achievement is. You know, there's so many levels that it's working at that I found uh, absolutely fantastic uh, throughout the, the this movie. And as I watch it more and more, I find that it speaks to me more and more. And so right now, currently, it's number one on this list. Uh, and maybe in two years from now, uh, when we're through this, it won't be. So I don't know, but for right now, especially with a pandemic and everything, it just speaks a lot of uh, truth to what is going on in our world. Did you did you finalize your list today? Yeah. Why? I, I just think you might be possibly influenced by the other Chris Evans story that oh came out this morning. No, I didn't. See, I didn't see anything. I didn't check social. What what is the Chris Evans? I would tell you this much for those watching this video. His acting right now. Is so good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm serious. What was it? Look at this. Are you tell me you didn't bring this magic to your scene with Gronk or in whatever movie that is. Or Armand, Armand, uh, Please don't Armando Sante. Terrible ass uh, movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't know. No, you, you should never see it. it. It's terrible. Um, uh, no. What? What is the they're trending on Twitter? You really didn't see? No, I didn't see this. Uh, I woke up to see Chris uh, Chris Evans' crank this morning. Crank. You can easily, yeah. His, his junk, uh, Wang Dang Doodle. His, what? His uh, you know, his little America. Oh, his little Mr. America. And America's D. Yep. Oh, no. He's doing some sort of. Is it from a movie or something, or is it no, no, really no, him? A, a video thing where it has nothing to do with this, and oh. um, 
it goes to it looks like it goes to its root menu like he's playing the video off of his oh. phone and it goes back to the file the folder that it's in and you can see uh apparently his uh, crank and he had shot himself at night and it's very dark but you can definitely see his dick it's like that's another video in there you need to click that because there's chris evans dick doing god knows what you know it doesn't look like anybody's in it you can just see this silhouette of a dick so yeah it's like one of those of i didn't expect waking up today because it was on twitter and i was like they're never you're never going to see the actual thing on twitter so I thought I was watching a reaction video and you have to wait until the very end and then you see it. I had to watch it like three times and like, what are they talking about? And the third time I saw it and I was like, oh, that's his dick. <laughs> the memes like, oh, are incredible, Matt. The memes, I'm just I'm just scrolling through yeah. the memes. Brilliant. I woke up to that. I woke up to that and I was like, well, Chris Evans, why is Chris Evans? Does he have a new movie coming out? And then people are just going, I never thought I'd see Chris Evans' dick in 2020. I was like, what? And then I saw it. I'm like, oh, yeah, technically you did see. Oh. Well, you saw a dick on what appears to be Chris Evans' phone. Right. Don't know technically whose dick it is right now. Does he come out and deny the dick? Or does he just say, that is my dick? I don't know. I don't know. Depending <laughs> on what kind of office he wants to hold in the future, I guess. What's that line in Ghostbusters? I can confirm, sir. He has no dick. <laughs> yeah. I can neither confirm nor deny that that is my dick. It's been a weird day. The memes are incredible. Oh my god! They have a meme of Michael Jackson with putting on his bifocals to look at. Something. They're not going to end I'm, either. I'm going to cry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it, man. These are incredible. Oh my god! Please. Okay. okay. Jennifer Lawrence has to text him. And be like, you're going to get off easy. Yeah. Oh no, she should absolutely text him or anybody else. That was a. Uh, some BBC something where celebrities say mean things to each other, oh, yeah, trying to get a laugh. Yeah, yeah kind of that, but it's they insult each other anyway. It was when Chris Pratt and uh, uh, she were going out to promote for passengers, mm. and he's like, uh, "Your acting is as weak as your iCloud password," and the look on her face was just like, "You fucking beautiful, <laughs> you frick." It's like, wow, what a great. Yeah. I really hope this is you. You had writers or you, you had help oh, sure. for sure. I'll guarantee it. Sure. But I hope you didn't tell the other and you just, that's balls to the wall for somebody that's right. purported to, to be your friend. Yeah. It's like, that's a hell of a shot, man. <laughs> Thanks position. All right. Well, there you go. That's our uh, separate top 10 lists uh, here. We're going to uh, combine this so, one or bring down the bongos. So we're officially saying that Chris Evans dick is number one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it is because you, you don't Number one with have it high enough. Ew. <laughs> I love it. All right. I'm, I imagine old boys number one. No. Oh, my God. I don't know. Chris Evans' D is on the. <laughs> so now Road to Perdition is my four. <laughs> oh, Lordy Mama. <laughs> These are great. Anyway, yeah. Um, I got Dreaded 2, American Splendor 3, Revolution 4. All right. So Snowpiercer, I, uh, wait, I, oh, isn't Old Boy? You got one, right? Yeah, so, that's number one. Okay, okay, sorry. So Snowpiercer is one for me, and it's where for you? Four? Six. Six, wow. All right, so Road to Road Perdition to is two for me. All right, Road to Perdition wins it. Okay, all right. You have Dread. Dread is at five. 
All right, so then I would say it goes Dread Snowpiercer because I got Dreaded 2. So 2-5 okay. gets 2-6. Okay. Um, All right, so we're with 2-5. We have V for Vendetta, Kingsman, yeah. and 300. At 300, yeah. Where do you have uh, Vendetta? At 8. I have 300 at 7 and Kingsman okay. at 10. All right, so that's five eight vendetta. Okay. Seven ten Kingsman. Okay. Uh, seven nine three hundred. So I would say Oof. V for Vendetta. Yeah, it seems like V would be higher. And then what? Three hundred and then Kingsman. Uh, sure. Or we can go back up to some of our tops. Oh yeah, maybe. All right. I have Sin City at four. I got American Splendor at three. Do you want to do American Ooh. Sin City? Then we do. Kingsman 300. Sounds good. That works. Or is it 300 Kingsman? Because Kingsman's 10 uh, on Yeah, yeah, yeah. 300 300 Kingsman. You're right. Oh, yeah. I don't need another comment this week. Oh, Matt's let it buy you. I didn't see that comment, so I think you're just making it up. (laughs) Dude. What is your highest left? I thought he tagged you. Um, Oh, are we not at 10 yet? All right, so... One left. Scott Pilgrim versus the world at six, I think, because we put Sin City, we put Dread, we put Old Boy Road to British Snowpiercer. So Scott, Scott Pilgrim's at six. Uh, yep, that trumps anything I got left. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. List. All right. All right, we ready? Yeah. All right, the top 10 non superhero comic book movies. Yeah. Extra notes. At number 10. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. At number nine. The Kingsman. At number eight. Uh, 300. At number seven. Sin City. At number six. American Splendor. At number five. V for Vendetta. At number four. Snowpiercer. At number three. Dread. At number two. Road to Perdition. And our number one non-superhero comic book movie is is Old Boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. That is Chris Evans' dick. Oh boy. And that is right. <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah, what do you want to say here, man? Just uh I say we close out. Uh our thanks yeah. to everybody that helps us with the show. Uh, the new man on the scene, Mr. Bobby Carney on our uh, social media is just uh, killing you, it. Joe Obara, Mike Shea, Christos Alexakos, Matthew Hasso, and Kristen Smith. Uh, they help us all in so many different ways. We'd like to send our thanks to each and every one of them. Uh, you can follow me anywhere at, at NOST, M-A-T-T-K-N-O-S-T, and check out uh, Dropping Dimes and Settle the Score. That's it for me. Cool. Uh, you can follow me at the Roka Says on Twitter and on Instagram and our Patreon. Did we say our Patreon already? Should we say it? Go for it. If you, if you want to be part of the Patreon, it's uh, www.www.www. It's patreon.com slash the top 10, the number 10 there. Go and see all the multiple tiers you can be a part of. You know, uh, the Golden Ticket is in full swing. Every Monday, we're dropping a new episode of the Golden Ticket. Hope you all are enjoying that. Uh, and you can be a part of it the next time we do the Golden Ticket if you join to be part of the Patreon now. Uh, and uh, for those of you who enjoy Topic Thunder, you can send in questions if you join at the $5 and above level, and we answer them on the show. 
Uh, so, yes, and for our Boss Hog members, hey guys, we've sent out some emails, we've sent out some notifications. Start sending in some uh, some subject matter, some some titles. We seem to be getting the same people. So, if you haven't sent in a subject before as a topic for the top ten, when you see the call out, when you see the emails, respond with your topic. We will absolutely go with people who have never had a topic done on the show or haven't done, had a topic done in quite some time and choose them over others who've gone more, who've had their topics chosen more recently. So we want to encourage you all who are Boss Hog members at the highest level that you can pick a topic. So come and pick a topic, send the emails or respond back to the emails when we put the calls out on Patreon or everybody else we put it out. So just wanted to say that real quick. Um, all right. Follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram and uh, my YouTube, youtube.com slash the, the Ro- uh, John Roca says, go and find that and see all the content we got going on. Of course, the cinephiles and everything I got going on there too as well. All right. Thanks everybody for watching this episode of the top 10 and we'll see you next time. Ooh.